and welcome to the Interesting Life Podcast. Today, I have the incredible Bibi Mabobi, who is the founder and CEO of Smile on You, a humanitarian organization that donates medical care around the world. Hi, Bibi. Hi, Caroline. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. This You're is welcome. exciting. Yeah, I hear this is your your first um, podcast, so I'll be gentle. First time. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll have fun. We'll just have fun. So I just, I'd love for you to tell me about uh, Smile on You and a little bit more about uh, the organization, what it does. Well, Smile on You is a humanitarian organization and we donate dental care here in the U.S. and around the world. We have two different programs, our U.S. program. We provide uh, dental services up to full mouth dental reconstructive surgery. And our second program is our international program where we do a five-day clinic in a developing country and we do dental cleanings, fillings, and tooth extractions. Wow. Well, that was very, very um, detailed. I was going to ask you additional questions, but you just, you, you took care of it all. <laughs> Well, I, ha- um, I have my elevator pitch down. It's yeah, been 10 you years. Do. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe can you um, go into a little bit more detail about each? Oh, um, oh yeah. Our first program, our new smile program that we do here, um, that's actually how I started, and I love it. Um, we do about a dozen of those cases a year, and our patients are, you know, normally referred to us from foster home or woman's mm-hmm. shelter, where, you know, they're working hard to do something that they, um, you know, their life is very hard, obviously. And dental care is, as you know, a lot of people can't afford it. So we try to provide these services for them. And um, there's other dental programs here in the U.S., but a lot of them don't provide like dental implants or you know, bone grafting or sinus surgeries if they need them. Yeah. Where do you provide uh, the services for example, so, Orangewood or? Yeah, so we've actually worked with Orangewood Foster Great. Home. Um, there's local churches here, um, Assistant League Dental uh, Center in Newport, Costa Mesa. You know, we did do some homeless shelters in the beginning, but what I found was that, you know, a lot of times these people that don't have a stable place, um, they don't make their appointments. And when we secure these mm-hmm. extensive surgeries, you know, it's like they can't make it where we, you know, taking the time of the doctors. Right. Right. Well, I think it's incredible what you're doing. And I, I would, I know a little bit, but, uh, but I'd love for you to talk about how your, uh, your interest started, how you actually started with this. What made you decide to get into it? (laughs) Well, that's interesting because I had no idea about dental or dentistry or oral surgery. Mm-hmm. I was actually recruited into oral surgery cells, selling oral surgery devices to dentists and oral surgeons. And we had these trial surgeries where the dentist or the oral surgeon would try the product for the first time. And we as a company would give it to them for free and they would charge patients for it because they're busy. You know, they're just like doing their thing. And I just remember saying, hey, doc, like, you know, what if I find someone that needs this? And and that's how it happened. Um, yeah. It just, it just, smile on you found me. Yeah. You have an yeah. empathetic heart, so you saw the need and you wanted to help, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
And what made you even get into the dental field to begin with? I knew you weren't a dentist, but you were you were in the field. So how did that come about? Well, that's interesting because right after college, I was, you know, I would graduate in the 2008, 2009, where there was a work drought mm-hmm. and um, there, no one was hiring. My friend was working at this oral surgeon's office in Corona Del Mar and she was pregnant with twins and mm-hmm. I was up in San Francisco on an internship and she called me one day and she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I need someone to come and fill in for me while I'm on maternity leave. Why don't you come and help me like run the office while I'm gone? And oh, I wow. said, okay. So I moved back and it was, it was a small office and you know, they slow, it was a new office. So they grew and I grew with them and I was selling treatment plants, you know, um, and it was a affluent area. So everyone was like getting that full smile. It's very expensive mm-hmm. and the office did very well. So one day, one of the reps from the implant companies came and said, Hey, do you want a job? And I yeah. said, no, I don't know anything <laughs> about biology or dentistry. And actually I said no. And then he came back a year later with a a better offer. And I took the job and it's like, the you want this job. History. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you want this, you'll, you'll you do, do very well. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so no other family members are in the dental field. Not in dentistry. Yeah. Not in dentistry. I do have two sisters that are farm D's. Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. So tell me, tell me about your, a little bit about your childhood. I know, I know you have quite a few sisters. <laughs> oh my goodness. I have, share. I have six sisters. Yeah. So there's seven of us in total. And I like to say my mom has a daughter for every day and I'm Wednesday because I'm <laughs> oh, right in the great. middle. I'm number uh, four. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was born in a Thailand refugee camp. My parents were both, um, well, my mom was a victim of the Cambodian genocide. And, um, you know, she came from a well-to-do family, so they, you know, they kill everyone that's educated or, you know, landowners. My mom was the only survivor from her family here. Oh, man. And she met my dad at the uh, Thailand border at the refugee camp. And my dad's actually, he's Pakistan Persian, but he was Mm -hmm. working for the Thai intelligence. Okay. You know, typical GI story. They fell in love. They had yeah. me. They well, they had my my older sisters, and then they had me. I was the last baby born in Thailand, and okay. I came to the U.S. Chicago at ten months old. Oh my goodness! When I was born, we were already given the go to come to the U.S. So they were waiting okay. for me to be. Back then, you had to be ten months to get on an international plane to get all your shots. Right. So wow. yeah, so- and. Was your family sponsored by a family here in the U.S.? Like, tell me about that process. So my dad, because he was on a contract with um, the government, he had the ability to kind of pick where he wanted to move afterwards. Great. Okay. And um, my, actually my eldest, it's a very complicated story, but my eldest sister had already came to the U.S. by her by her father, which died in the camp, I mean, sorry, died in the genocide. Um, her parents, I mean, her grandparents were very well-to-do, so they got word mm-hmm. of what was going to happen, so they fled mm-hmm. before. So my mom always wanted to go and, you know, follow her yeah. and come back and get her. 
So that was their mission. So my dad did his contract. And as soon as they got done, they worked with a sponsor here and Mm -hmm. they brought us over. Yeah. Yeah. And the rest is history. history. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. I I would like to say, you know, you've, you, you were so young though, but you experienced quite a bit there and it just, even at such a young age, it sort of seeps into your, your, your being and you just have this empathy or at least just knowing where, how, where you came from, you know, you have this empathy for, for, um, for people and, um, just trying to get to the bottom of, you know, what makes someone start an organization like smile on you. I mean, I think it's so, um, commendable and fascinating. And the fact that you had no background in this field, but yet you had this passion to help people. I think it's wonderful, BB. <laughs> oh, cheers. Actually, I am, I'm just so grateful. You know, I, I am living a dream. I, mm. I recognize, yeah. you know, how lucky we were to get out yeah. of that. Like even what's going yeah. on today, um, mm-hmm. you know, nothing good comes out of that. A yeah. lot of people don't survive that situation. And it it is my duty, you know, if I can yeah. and to give back. And it's an honor. Like I, I yeah. could not see myself doing anything else. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I can see that and I feel that. And um, I, I wonder, do, do your siblings share the same sentiments? Have they actually ever gone on any missions with you? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. My oh, sister Selma, when she was Asalma. in um, residency, she went with me to our first international clinic in Cambodia. And that was so special for us. That was, oh. um, it was incredible. She helped me do the um, medication log. Mm-hmm. And oh, okay. just having her there, you know, it yeah. was, it was the, the work, the mission was for the patients and for everyone, but it was so healing for us. I can imagine. It was just um, going was something, back. Yes. And, yeah. Yes. It was mm-hmm. me honoring, you know, my mm-hmm. ancestors and I, we feel like they died for our blessings and mm. it was just, you know, I'm so grateful that I was able to do that. And that was our first international clinic. Oh. Are yeah. you planning to go back? Yes. Go to, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Do you have a, a set date? I know you you want to take a little bit of time off, but you know, okay. we just got. I we did yeah. uh, Kenya in right. the summer. Um, I I want to take a little bit of a break just to yeah. kind of hang out with my daughter, who's three years old. Um, yeah. She's grown up so fast, but definitely, yeah. I definitely want to bring her back. Her mm-hmm. life is so different than mine, yeah. and it's something that I would definitely want to share with her. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Well, um, I, are your missions open to non-dental professionals who want to help? Oh, totally. Um, yes. Everybody. Obviously your sister and yeah. No, so, this, and, and, we need everyone. When yeah. you do something on this level, it's, it's, it's everyone that makes this happen. It's just not the doctors. It's like the people that check the patients and it's, Right. Coordination is education. You know, it's just the everyday person that could just help us with the little things. Right. There's, Everyone I, can help. I, there's so much that people can help with. I know 
I, as you know, I, I've also done some service work and, um, it, you know, there, there's, there's everything from checking in, you know, people to, like you said, you know, even sterilization, which is not a fun job. I mean, for many reasons, it's actually quite dangerous. Um, but it's so important. But it's so important, yeah, um, to, you know, I would document to um, fundraising. There's, you know, side things you could do, you know, as you're aware, you know, eyeglasses or toys or whatever, you know, clothing drives. So, um, yeah, I, I've had a lot of experience and I miss that. So I, I think maybe I should uh, go yeah, on a mission in the come. future. If you of come course. to Thailand... <laughs> Yes, yes. I do want to do one in Thailand because obviously that's where I was born. Right, right. We'll we'll continue to talk about that. But so um, I'm sure you have countless stories of your time abroad on these missions. What have been some of the most outstanding moments, moments that touched your heart, you know, close calls overseas, anything? Oh, there's so many. But what really stands out in my mind right now is, you know, when I first started, I I really thought it was like the patients that mm-hmm. were going to be the most profound experience for me. But it was actually yeah. seeing the residents and the, the dentists cry and uh, how that had uh, like touched them and right. changed them and how they come back into their practice and yeah. are, are, are different, are a little different. And yeah. to me, that has been now why I, I do what I do and I hold space. Hmm? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, do you think your husband might join you as well? I guess if you're bringing your, your daughter. Oh, yes. No, actually, he was. He, we were <laughs> yeah. trying to get him to go to Kenya, but yeah. she was, she's just too young. And yes, in the future, definitely. He definitely wants to, to join. You know, his company does donate all the toothbrushes and right. the goodies for our clinic and things like that. So, right, right. Well, I, I still want you to, to share something else, some, some other situation that might've happened overseas or, um, uh, Oh gosh, you know what? Moments. Smile on you. I must <laughs> have to say it's actually, it's been my spiritual teacher. I, like yeah. the things that happen overseas is just, you know, you, you can't prepare for it. Um, yeah. We were putting on a clinic in Nicaragua. This was in 2016, 17. And, you know, I recruited all the doctors. We got everything ready to go. And we were a day before departing. And then the person that was helping us with the paperwork and were receiving us there calls and, you know, they they asked us for ransom. And uh, right. it's I, not uncommon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the day, right the day before we had to cancel and, you know, mm-hmm. that was a really big lesson for me. Um, and I was really hurt, sad and upset. And yeah. at one point I was questioning, why am I doing this? Um, mm-hmm. But I learned, you know, that nothing's really in your control and not mm-hmm. to take it personal. And, and that we just we keep going and we actually yeah. relocated that clinic to Guatemala. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And how for, soon after did you about took about eight months. It takes a okay. while to put yeah, on these clinics. That's yeah. You know, yeah. we, we have to, you know, be received by the government file, yeah. temporary license for everybody recruit what's needed there. Um, 
and fundraise. There's a lot that goes on. You know, dentistry yeah. is not like like any other field. If you think of what a dental office needs to do a procedure, imagine doing this for a thousand people in five days. Oh, we bring I know everything with that. Yeah, yeah, I I know sterilization. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and then what about what about safety? Do you have that lined? I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Do you? Oh yes, because some yes. people work with say a Rotarian group or, but you're not. So what are you doing? So, you for know, that? the guidelines here in the U S are very, very like the top, you know, and unfortunately we can't operate that way in other countries, but yeah. we do our best. We, we do the standard. Um, obviously we, f- we follow all the different, you know, the hazard, like disposing of hazard materials and, you know, being suited up. And if a patient, like in Kenya, I think 90% of our patients had HIV. So it's just mm, being really mm-hmm. aware and, right. you know. That's why sterilization right, is, yes, can be dangerous. Yeah. And yeah. PA, you know, the American yeah. Dental Association has what you would do just to sterilize in mm-hmm. developing countries. So we follow all those guidelines. But I actually mean safety for your workers. So in traveling there and while oh. they're working there. Because I know, I, I, as you, you're aware, I, I too am aware of many stories that they, it, it can be dangerous. So dangerous. Yes. So we actually, because we work with the government, we have people on ground with us. Um, mm-hmm. We do, you know, have a little security, but we're always together and we stay, yeah. you know, when we go to these developing areas, we typically don't stay in that region. We'll stay, you know, 40 mm-hmm. miles away just for our safety. So we'll, we'll bus right. there and we'll bus and we'll leave. Right. And, you know, everyone, we check in with everyone. No one leaves really the, the hotel. Um, right. That's and there's a, we have a buddy system. Yeah. There's one person always checking on someone yeah. else. Yeah. And you do have security while you're on Yes. Premises. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. So you've got it. You've mm-hmm. got it dialed down. <laughs> yeah, and we don't do anything without um, any organization overseas or government receiving it. So we file, we actually file the temporary license with them. Yeah. And that's what takes also quite a bit of time too. And we right. notify, you know, when we do our visas that we're there on a, a medical mission. So what are some of the other uh, places that you would like to go? In the near future, no. We were supposed to do Nepal uh, November 2020, but COVID happened. I know. <laughs> so I, I definitely want to revisit that again. So I, all of your contacts that you've, you know, all the work leading up to that, pretty much just you have to start from square one, or can you not sort of pick up from where you left off? Do you mean in like in Nepal? Yeah, for Nepal, for example, because you didn't you start lining that up and then yes, COVID happened? so you know mm-hmm. the. The organization and the university that that, re- that received us, yes, that we can still work with. Re- recruiting the same doctors that may change a little bit because right. the you know That's life the changes. changes their schedule, yeah, um, timing, yeah. So yes and no. Yeah, every situation is different. And how many doctors tend to to come with? So every clinic's a little different. It varies from you know anywhere from like ten providers to twenty twenty five. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's quite a bit. That's yeah. a lot. But yeah. 
Well, you know, it's, every time we go you, to a country, our goal is to, you know, to do a thousand treatments. That, so. That's your goal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to ask you. Okay. Well, yeah. you definitely need. And it's usually over a period of multiple days. Five days. Five days. Yes. Okay. So like Be- um, 200 patients a day. That's our goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Morning until night. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but then you also have fun afterwards, right? Oh, After, yes. Uh, you kind of just let loose and explore the country. Oh, yeah. So every time we go on a a clinic, I try to have something set up. Not everyone needs to, you know, partake because they they have to go back to work or Mm -hmm. they have their families. But we try to, you know, have a week of excursion or we're in Kenya, the safari. Bonding. It's oh, bonding totally. too. Right. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. It's it's like, yeah. you know, I, I've heard some of the volunteers say it's like going to war with somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have these shared experiences that mm-hmm. you can't, you don't really have with, with others when you come, you know, back home. I mean, oh, you no. see things. I, I get it. I have too. You know, you've seen things that are almost life-changing and it really um I think it's good for people who live you know in a place that has affluence for example or I mean anywhere in the U.S. really when you compare it to some of the the places that um you know need dental care that where you go to that when you compare it it's it really makes you so appreciative coming home um with what we have you know it's like you learn not to sweat the small stuff. I mean, everything is put into perspective. Oh, totally. I, we all say that coming back, our worst day is their dream. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, even when I have tough days, I, mm. I remember that. And it's not yeah. that bad after, you know, after yeah. thinking that. Yeah, That's so true. Well, that is um, one of the many reasons to continue to do what you do. And, um, I just think it's just beautiful. Ever since I met you, I just thought it was, you were just inspiring and just beautiful and intelligent. And the fact that you, you've created what you've created is just outstanding. And, um, I, I know you have many years ahead of you in the future to continue and grow what you've started. And I just think it's great. Oh, cheers, Caroline. Why I, I, I love you. And I, I think you're so inspiring yourself, you know? Thank you. Oh, right back at you. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. See, it wasn't so bad. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah. (laughs) Super simple. Man, I love surrounding myself with inspiring people like my friend, Bibi. I just think doing so inspires me to be a better person. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Bibi Mabobi, who is truly a calming, beautiful soul. To find out more about her organization, Smile On You, go to smileonyou.org, and there you will find information on her programs and how to get involved. And you can follow on Instagram at smileonyou underscore. And I want to note that for both their website and Instagram page, the you in Smile On You is not spelled out. It's just the letter U. 
As always, if you like what you heard today, you know what I will ask, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow the interesting underscore podcast on Instagram, leave Apple and Spotify reviews, and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Thanks, and until next time, be inspired to live an interesting life. Bye-bye.